we rolling? We are now rolling. Yes. Alberta <laughs> Filmmakers Podcast. Me, 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 me. Okay, anytime. Hello, and welcome to the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast. My name is Scott Westby. And I'm Matt Waterworth. We are Full Swing Productions, and every week we bring you news, tips, and interviews in the film, video, and digital media industries of Alberta. Mm-hmm. No Briar this week. No. Uh, Matt is back. But she was great. She was awesome. Thanks for filling in. Yeah, for sure. Um, how was your vacation? Oh, yeah. Uh, it was uh, it was wonderful. I went out to the island, uh, and it's been quite a while since I've been, and it's a beautiful place, and uh, lots and of fun. You literally won't stop talking about chowder. <laughs> yeah, I had a <laughs> lot of chowder. I highly recommend uh, Redfish Bluefish in Victoria, BC. If you get a chance and you have uh, about an hour and a half to stand in line, <laughs> it is highly worth it. It's worth the wait. Wow, that's awesome. Yes. Um, so we've got a great guest on the podcast today. Yeah. But before we get into him, let's just do some quick... Uh, news. So the CSAF, uh, the Calgary Society of Independent Filmmakers, had their end of summer mixer barbecue mm-hmm, mm-hmm. last week. Yep. Um, and they had a few speakers, uh, a gentleman from the Alberta Foundation for the Arts, which mm-hmm. is a grant opportunity for filmmakers, um, came in and had some great information just about what the grant is and how the phased approach works. And, and he really got into some nitty gritty do's and don'ts um, when applying for the AFA and what they're looking for. Um, and, and of course a tip that I like to share always is, um, that the jury, uh, is selected, uh, a different jury selected every intake. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't uh, get the grant in the last round, it's a whole different jury this time. Yeah, so, yeah. so he even recommended just submit again, Yeah. like change, like update the date. And, and, yeah. and if you got any feedback from them, uh, implement that of course, but mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, that was cool. And I learned that there's a lot, um, of streams in the AFA that that are not getting a lot of applications oh. to them. Do tell. I didn't hear about this. I wasn't there. There's, I mean, it's not. It's not. Of course, the the, the project based film and video grant is is definitely oversubscribed. Right. Um, he said they get about sixty or seventy per intake, which was kind of cool, just to know what what you're up. That against. is good to know. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember what the other examples were, but there were some that didn't get any. Whoa. Yeah. So well, what is there? Visual art, music. Yeah. Uh, there's a bunch. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so so the, there is money out there to be tapped into. Um, so just, yeah, have a look through and uh, go well, for yeah, it. Well, that's an interesting point because, of course, you can apply in the music stream right. with a music video if you right. have a musician that you're interested in working with. Totally. So, if yeah, if you can find some clever ways to access the different streams, um, I, I think that's probably what they're suggesting if, if that's what he's bringing up at this com- at this particular event. The other... Uh, the other- People that spoke at this mixer were, uh, of course, Cam McGowan and um, Sandy. Oh my God, uh, Sandy Carson. Carson, I knew. It was, it was, anyway, Sandy and and Cam spoke uh, about the Telfilm Micro Budget Program yes. and some tips and tricks on how to get it. These guys uh, have gotten it twice mm. before. Wow. Um, yeah, which is pretty cool. Uh, so they definitely know. They probably are the people in the country who know best how to get that right. grant. Um, and uh, yeah, they had some great tricks and and some some big um, stumbling blocks to watch out for. So as we go through this program, uh, obviously I could relate to a lot of that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. Um, but what was interesting there as well was they pointed out how few submissions the CSIF got uh, yes. for this intake of yes. the micro budget, which um, just sucks. I know that we benefited from that obviously because we got the grant, which yeah. is great. Um, but a Telefilm gave about 18 grants out, um, and I think there are about 30 organizations. So let's say you got a 50% chance if you make it through yeah. the filter organization to yeah. get 
$127,000 to make a movie. How are you passing this up? Yeah. So it's like, if you want to make a movie, this is a, this is an extremely viable way to do it. You know what? Let's, let's talk directly to the community. Yeah. Uh, Because I think, I think we've heard maybe from some filmmakers and more than one that there's a, there's a, a feeling of disenfranchisement from, from whoever. Once you get rejected a few times, it's like, well, does this, it's all political. It's political. yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, I, I think it's fair to say that we're in a new era of granting. Um, you know, this telephone micro budget is huge. It's only been around for four years. This Bravo fact thing that we're going to talk about on this episode with our guest, uh, is, is incredible. It's a massive amount of money for, uh, for one project. Um, you know, I know that be, you know, being intimately familiar with the CSIF, there's some changes coming there. Uh, why don't you as a filmmaker, if you've given up on grants, try one more time. Right. Right. Let's make this like like the grants have kind of come around to a new a new phase, a new cycle. Right. So why not give it another shot? I completely agree. I completely agree. Like just let's consider that there's there's five applications to the CSIF for the telephone micro budget program. Yeah. And there were less than five. We, yes. <laughs> let's just say there were five. Um, and you can make it through that. And then you have a one in two shot of getting that money. If you make it through, yeah. you have a one in 10 chance. Yeah. It's, so it's absolutely yeah. insane to not apply for this. If you, and it's a full length feature movie. Yes. It's a lot of work, of course, but what movie isn't. And this opportunity doesn't exist in Hollywood. And we know, and, right? and not just from, from the C, you know, we're on the board of the CSF, but not just in the community on the granting side in general, we've heard that low, low numbers all low over the place. application numbers. Yeah. So, this is the problem, guys, is if we don't start applying for these things, they go away. That's right. And so the opportunities, if, if, if nobody's going to apply for a stream at the AFA, how long do you think that's going to be around for in a government that's going into debt that needs to find places to cut cash? Like, we need to show that we are using these grants or they will be gone. That's right. So do it. Yeah. Do it. And if, if, you, if you don't want to do the homework, then you're probably not ready to make that film. Right. Because if you're ready to make the film, applying for a grant is really just clicking a couple buttons and writing a cover letter. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, well, I need to make a budget. Well, you should have a goddamn budget yeah, already. Totally. And here's the thing. Once you apply for one, most of the stuff you made applies to the next one. That's too. right. Yeah. So, so it's homework that you yeah. need to be doing in development anyway. Yeah. Um, this applies a deadline to it. Anyway, we harp on this stuff all the time, yeah. but it, but just it, go do it. Yeah. Like actually go do it. Uh, imagine if every filmmaker applied, that would send a message that like, oh man, there's an appetite for yeah. this. We got to find we more money find more for, money for yeah. it. Yeah. Like look, there's like 40 applications that came out of Calgary. This <laughs> yeah. is amazing. Um, it's got to happen. Absolutely. So uh, anyway, apart from that, it was a great barbecue. The weather held out for us, which was nice. Um, speaking of micro budget, let's quickly go into In Plain View Corner. Yeah. Yay. All right. So what's going on with you? Uh, lots of stuff. Um, the script is coming, uh, uh, to a really great place. So, you know, Kevin has been, uh, working really hard on it. And I, I think, uh, yeah, I, I you know, somebody said to me, I, I'll name him Brett Furster, who's been on the show, uh, said, you know, he, it, that's free. That's a free thing. You can work on the script for free. Like, why not make the script the best it can possibly be? Yeah. Uh, and, and that seems like that's something people forget as they run, head into production. So, um, I think we're doing our due diligence and really, really Agreed. tuning it up as much as we can. Which is- and, and seeing it forward and being like, you know what, we're going to be in the cutting room and I think we'll probably end up cutting this particular thread that we had of a storyline. It's like, this might go. 
Yeah. So why not just cut it now and save ourselves right, the money exactly. of filming it? If you can. If you, you can, know, of you course. Know, we, yeah. We've had the advice that you can never foresee that. But, no, it's uh, like it's like people are like, well, why don't you just invest in stocks that are going to go up? Right. Yeah. Right. It's like, well, yeah, you can't why always don't you know. Just pick the good storyline. Um, yeah. yeah, we never know what magic's going to come about, but at the same time, it's a pretty lean script. So I'm hoping that we don't cut too much. Um, so that's been coming along, you know, casting has been, has been a, a really big thing. Um, and it's, it's a tough thing. It's, it's a weird thing. You know, I've said it before to sit in judgment of other people in their interpretation of art. It's, it doesn't really seem fair. It doesn't feel but, good. No. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Um, and you get to make a lot of disappointing, send a lot of disappointing emails or phone calls and, and only a couple of really happy phone calls. Yeah. So that sucks. But, uh, but I think we're, we're coming up to a pretty great cast so uh, that's making me feel great about yeah and we'll be announcing them pretty soon I would yeah, yeah yeah so and then uh you know locations is the next big focus and and of course brad our, our our dp is on another movie right now as we ramp up so so i've been kind of working on the look of the film for him and and uh you know we, we gotta make it make it work so big time so that's good yeah uh yeah so what about you cool. what's been going on in your world um, I, I'm finally getting contracts mm. that I'm signing for, for telefilm and such, yeah. but also that we're sending out to crew. So that's exciting. It's actually, we're getting some ink on paper, yeah. um, which is cool. It feels it's, it's actually officially real now, mm-hmm. um, now that the signature has been sent. So that's great. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, it's like, it's just the amount of paperwork, getting insurance done and getting crew locked in and. Ugh, it's tough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's tough. And it's, it's a huge chicken and egg scenario too, because like you have to have insurance before you can, before you trigger this and you have yeah. to have these people in line before you can get insurance and you have but to you have, don't know how to get this. Yeah, part exactly. Without this. So, so it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's slow. Um, but, uh, I can't be moving slow anymore. So, right. Well, yeah. We also have a business to run at the same time. So that's yeah. a challenge. Yeah. It is. It's been hard juggling the two for sure. Yeah. But, uh, but we're making a movie and we're coming up on it. I think we're like 34 days away oh from when we go to Cameron. Oh boy. Which, uh, we better find some locations. <laughs> we're so dumb. Like I know I am too. Cause it's like, Oh, we go to, we go to Cameron in October Yeah, and it's August. Yeah. Like, well, we're recording this podcast on August 30th and we go to Cameron October 3rd. So we yes. really only got a month. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, it's coming up quick. Uh, and we'll have more updates and more panicked, uh, talks as we get closer to yes, it. Yes, indeed. So let's get into our guest this week. Uh, this is a gentleman named Steve Schrader, mm-hmm. although his name reads like Schroeder, and he gets that a lot. It is Schrader. Yes. And he's the executive director of the Calgary International Film Festival. This was a great chat. I learned a lot. We actually just did this moments ago. And, uh, you know, I got to say, like any film festival, even if you're just attending, can be a bit of a challenge to decipher and figure out how you get into your screening. And, and so that is great. We talked a lot about that, but also the, the local filmmaking community man, they are putting a focus on on involvement. So this is what I mean when I say, you know, it seems like these sorts of organizations are really uh, kind of renewing and, and, and really, really being really welcoming to, uh, to new filmmakers. So, so uh, yeah, I learned a lot. So without further ado, here is Steve Schrader. Yay. All right, here we go. Here we are in the uh, Calgary International Film Festival offices, a very cool space. Yeah, it's like uh, you you just know as soon as you walk in that it's a film festival. Yeah, for sure. Movie posters everywhere, and it's like this exposed brick and an open concept. That's what we were going for when we moved in. And you were saying you moved in in 2012. Yeah, I've been with the festival since uh, early 2012, and so this September's 
a festival, the 2016 will be my fifth. Awesome. Okay. My fifth in my in this job, and I love it. I, this is my dream. And the job. best ever. The best. Well, <laughs> you know, we always try. Uh, best, best is best is. How do you want to measure best? Right. But yeah, no, it, it's been it's been uh, we've been going in a really good direction. We feel with the film festival, right. and I think the filmmakers and and the audience seem to agree based mm-hmm. on the evidence. Yeah, well, especially locally, uh, and we'll get into all that. But yeah. but tell us about you and how you kind of found your way to this this job here at the Calgary International. Yeah, well, uh, well, I'll condense my like, my life story. How long is the podcast? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean it's interesting because. I've always been a movie buff. I've, I've movies have been a he- and films have been a huge part of my life since I can remember. But it's not where I started my career. Uh, I uh, after university found myself as a basically long story short, I became a theater producer, live theater. Oh, so cool. I was in. I ran a theater company. I was the uh, managing uh, producer at a theater company called One Yellow Rabbit here oh, yeah, in Calgary, which a lot of people know. I was there. I started my my sort of my arts career right after university. There, kind of fell into it by accident, but within three years, I was. Uh, I was I was the general manager and then managing producer of the company and and I was there for oh. a whopping fourteen years, uh, producing and that's where I got the festivals rug right. right? Mm. The festivals in general, large or medi- medium to large size arts festivals have been a, a, a through line in my career. So starting with the High Performance Rodeo, which One Yellow Rabbit produces, and that ran the gamut from live theater to dance to comedy to yeah, music to cool. interdisciplinary it's cool art it's a wild festival grew a lot while, while i was there with working with michael green on that and um producing theater tours all that anyways um and i could have stayed there forever i guess but i i left after a while because 14 years is a long time to be for sure. the company yeah. Yeah. and uh i consulted for a couple of years after that again a lot of that work was in the was in festivals and events um, and then the, I was really enjoying being independently, <laughs> right. uh, being independent, being a consultant, being, you know, self-employed. And I, and, and I, I thought I'd never going to go back to this executive director, this kind of running an organization <laughs> gig. That's, that's not what, anything I want to do again. And then Brenda Lieberman actually, uh, here from the Calgary National Film Festival called me up and said, Hey, there's a RED's leaving and, and they're posting the job and you should apply for it. You'd be really mm. good for it. And I said, not a chance. <laughs> forget it. Um, Smash cut two, four years later. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, well, hilarious. Yeah, because I, I actually woke up like two mornings later. I literally remember the moment I, I opened my eyes and I'm like, I think I want I think I want that job. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so it, it kind of allowed me to bring my – so long story short, I don't – despite being a film enthusiast, professionally speaking, my background is not film. Professionally speaking, my background is festivals. Okay. Right. And um, so – but it allows me to marry my passion with, for film itself with, with, with running a festival, which is – and taking, say, like going from the performing arts and the high-performance rodeo to the film festival, it's kind of like it's 50% – almost exactly the same right. kind of an, kind of a thing you do like you know that deal with a lot of the same stakeholders the dynamics of a festival are, are largely similar and yet because it's film it's completely different and the opposite it's like right. a funhouse mirror version of <laughs> right. what i was doing before right <laughs> interesting so what what is it about um, the festival life that you love so much like why is that uh, I'm obsessed with audiences. I, okay. I, 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 ever since I can remember, and this is true in live theater and in film, uh, I love watching the audience react to yeah. things. I love, during the festival, one of the things I do, because, I mean, it's interesting, you know, I work here obviously full-time, very busy 12 months a year. During the festival itself, my time is strangely a little unstructured because, you know, I've the staff are executing a lot of the things yeah, and yeah. I'm kind of more like the architect who designed the building right you know walking around <laughs> like watching yeah. the constru- watching the, it get built and, right. and seeing how 
things come into shape. But so during the festival, I, uh, uh, in between my sort of official duties, um, I wander from cinema to cinema and I, I walk into um, almost every screening uh-huh. during the day and like for five minutes and uh, and watch the audience and, and watch the film on, on screen and see how people are reacting to it. And 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 I just I love it. I, I, I I'm obsessed with with crowds of people coming together and having an experience mm-hmm. and not so much creating an experience for them, because I, I believe the experience belongs to the audience, not to me. We don't make their experience. Right. But we kind of set up the parameters in which, you know, this this communal celebratory largely you know sometimes a largely unpredictable thing happens you know what i mean right it's like you set up the field and the game and, right, but, and but, what, but what actually happens in the right. game you can't control right. and and that's what's the fascinating thing it so is fascinating i don't yeah. know if that answer makes any sense but no no I, I love it works. because I, I agree it feels like anything's possible in that in that moment uh you know because uh, yeah what what anything can happen when there's a, when there's a group of people with a fixed you know focus oh on it is true yeah. sometimes and sometimes the most delightful things you could never even have mm-hmm. planned yourself happen. Other yeah. times there are fires to put out. I mean, you know, and you run festivals are also for adrenaline junkies. I mean, I'm not, I don't, I don't bungee jump. I don't jump out of planes. I'm not, you know, I'm not a mountain climber, right. but I think in a funny way, a festival gives that fix. Do you know right. what I mean? We spend all of our, like literally we do. Yes, we do other programming throughout the year mm-hmm. here, but really honestly, not exaggerating, ninety-five to ninety-six percent of what we do is the is the twelve-day festival. Right. So right. you're in a world where you're spending, you know, three hundred and you know, three hundred sixty-five days thinking about twelve days, right. um, and it's it, it hap- you know, it, it just explodes into your world when it happens. So let's talk about some of the like the stats uh, because it's got to be a, an incredibly complex thing to manage and program and figure out. I always How many say film, I always say film festivals are the simplest thing on paper, right? And far more complicated in reality right. than, than than people realize yeah. unless they're inside of one putting it on. Well, we we on the way in there, there's like fifty different decks for form different formats of films, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like you've got to yeah, I, I, and that's all on you guys, right? That's to, just one square on the Rubik's cube, <laughs> right? Exactly, like. yeah, yeah. <laughs> But so, how many screens this year? Uh, I just counted them. Actually, there'll be eleven. We'll be showing on eleven screens total this year, including wow. our, our special event and gala screens. Awesome! And how many films, or is that locked down yet? Um, oh, you know what? It, it, because the program literally just got locked, and yep. there's always little uh, little little changes. I don't think I give you the precise number. I okay. think the count uh, was this year around two hundred and wow. two hundred and teens, two hundred and fourteen, right. two hundred and fifteen. Amazing. Um, that would include shorts and features. And and is there any kind of genre that Calgary International falls under other than just international films? Or well, is it's it a broad mandate festival, so we we never sort of publicly hang our hat on one specific genre. There right. are increasingly things though that where we're able to lead or that we're developing specialties in. Um, you know, we'll never we never want to take it so far that we become known as a one genre festival. Right. But um, uh, first of all, I mean, Calgary's documentary audience is outstandingly mm-hmm. good. I mean, we know this throughout the year, too, and with, with producing our Doc Soup off-season series. Yeah. Um, but when you look at which series perform the best and have the strongest audiences consistently, Doc's, Calgary's a huge Doc's audience. Wow. And our friends at Hot Docs in Toronto, who we work with on Doc Soup, have also yeah. noted that like when we compare attendance stats, that Calgary's attendance stats for Doc's are just, uh, are just high wow. compared to, you know, what what we know from other Canadian cities. So Docs is one. Um, music on screen, too, is, is I think, I mean, Calgary is increasing. To me, I, I'm in the music scene, too. I'm a musician in my in my side life. But, like, Calgary has long been a remarkable music city. Hmm. And I think that, you know, that's only just 
people are beginning to realize it and talk more publicly about yeah. it now because of things like the National Music Center. But right. music yeah. has been a big thing. So we've had a music on screen series at the festival for a number of years. It's evolved a little bit since its early days, but um, that's kind of a distinctive series for us to have a specialty music on screen series. Often that's music docs, but not exclusively docs. Um, that does very well. And, um, you know, also just in short, specifically short film not being a genre per se, but but as a as a section of the festival, um, shorts have been emerging increasingly as a as a as a as a real specialty for the film festival. For one thing, I mean Alberta has a great as I don't have to tell you guys, Alberta has a really 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 strong shorts filmmaking community. For I mean, sure, our, our shorts do well around the world. Right, uh, when they go out into the world, but. Um, you know, this year we got uh, accredited by the uh, by by the oh, Academy yes. in the states, yes. so we're an Oscar qualifying Amazing. film festival now for, for animated and live action shorts. Hopefully for documentary shorts soon too. Okay, um, and a lot of our you know a lot of the um, a lot of our a lot of our partners uh, you know who invest in the festival you know our sponsors and things like that. Uh, really, there's quite an active group who want to grow our short sections so mm-hmm. um we've added the best of shorts award which is now a cash award this time you oh, know, wow. the first time this year cool. uh the alberta spirit award celebrating yes. the best alberta short film yes uh that also is one of our cash awards that's one of the highest profile gals of the festival every year um anyways you get the point shorts, yeah, yeah. So shorts are really emerging as and, and, and the shorts audience too is a very strong one mm-hmm. so well, I have to say, I mean, as a, and I'll, I'll let you get a sip of that coffee, and but uh, <laughs> and so I'll ramble for a bit. But the, I, I know that you know the community locally has uh, really noticed a, a, a difference. Like like Calgary International is definitely reaching out to the local community a lot more lately uh, with the Alberta Spirit Award, which has been around for a while, of course. But uh, more and more, there are these opportunities coming up, I think, for local filmmakers, which is great. Because, yeah. you know, we understand as as an international film festival, you have to showcase international film. Um, so tell us about this amazing new initiative with uh, Bravo Fact. Yeah, so, and that's just that's just part of a, of a larger picture. Yeah. So I'll, I'll talk about that, and then I'll, we'll come back and sure. zoom out and look at, look at what it all means. I mean, yeah, so... You know, this year, uh, Bravo approached us. Bravo mm-hmm. Fact approached us and said, "Do you want to um, do you want to run a pitch competition with us?" And uh, and the the prize <laughs> for the winning pitch would be fifty thousand dollars. And like fifty thousand dollars is a really good prize. Very good uh, in the context of anything. I mean, yeah. there aren't there aren't that many uh, competitions that have a cash prize that big. So. Um, of course, we said no immediately. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, <laughs> wouldn't want that. <laughs> no, it, no, we we went for it. I mean, part of what appeals to me about about the Bravo Fact pitch comp, and it's just for Alberta, uh, Alberta um, filmmaking teams, right? And individual filmmakers or teams, right? So they will, of course, it's, it's a pitch contest. So they'll be presenting uh, the, the 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 five finalists. I believe it's five. The five finalist teams will be presenting their pitches live to the to the to the jury selected by Sif and Bravo Fact um, in a theater yeah. um, in front of an audience. That's cool. Right? And that's really scary. one of the things that really... It's scary, but <laughs> yeah, it's exciting. But very I mean, cool, yeah. It's Maybe it's kind of sadistic <laughs> to want to see that. But no, but but actually, I mean, fil- I, I've always... Like, filmmakers are inherently interesting people <laughs> because of what it takes to make a film and all the different kind of parts of your brain that right. you have to be on um, and, the, and the personalities involved. So I, I, I'm very confident that the, 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 the finalist pitch session will be highly entertaining yes. and you, well, probably I'm going to guess the jury and the audience are going to want to see all of the finalists right, get, right, yeah. get their films right, made. <laughs> but if only one can win. But one of the reasons that it appealed is because 
One of the things that we've been really trying to do and working on is, and you see this in our new Behind the Screen series that we're launching this year, is taking what used to be kind of branded as the industry series, which which was really kind of like a by industry for industry kind of a component of the festival, mm -hmm. and reimagining that concept so it's kind of like by filmmakers for film fans. Where fans means not only the general public, but other filmmakers, mm -hmm. right? What kind of behind-the-screen um, activities can we program? Can, 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 what, what kind of experiences can we curate where, um, where, where enthusiasts, be they, and, and, and not dumbed down for the public, right? But actually, not the, I think our public is really smart and don't need things dumbed down, but, but like um, where no matter where you are on the spectrum as as somebody who's fresh to the world of filmmaking and doesn't understand it, you know, just a, a lay person, they want to know more about how films are made, all the way through to film buffs and film enthusiasts and cinephiles and all the way through to filmmakers themselves. How can we put together a package of off-screen experiences that, that, that connect people directly with filmmakers in really exciting, interesting, engaging ways right. and that are, that are great connection points? One of the things the festival does is at least that we try to do is remove all the barriers possible between the film and the people who make it and mm. the audience so mm -hmm. that they can connect. So anyways, back to the pitch competition, digressing. The point is that seemed like a really great experience where anyone can come and really get inside the minds of these filmmakers, mm -hmm. see it with the curtain pulled back, you know, and right. and and have a have a really direct and exciting and kind of fascinating window into what people think about when they're planning a film, right. and the kinds of tensions and personalities and stories that bubble up from that, right? Yeah. And, and so, does that make sense? Um, so I'm bringing a lot of things together here, but you mentioned that, you know, uh, in terms of the festival's engagement with the local community, I mean. Calgary National Film Festival has has always, I think, strongly championed Alberta film and, and, and Calgary film. But in our new plan that's going to carry us forward over the next few years, we really want to triple down on that. That's okay. been wow. a central piece of the plan. I yeah. mean, one of the, if we're not championing Alberta's filmmakers and our local filmmakers, who will be? Right. I mean, other, others do, but, but in terms of something that connects them with the public mm -hmm. and it sort of creates a lot of public awareness and excitement, it's one of the things that we can... I'm not going to say completely uniquely, but one of the strongest things that we can uniquely bring to the table. Right. right? That's what a film festival does. Yeah, it's, that's it's, amazing. And and by no means do, am I attempting to compare because TIFF is the fourth largest in the world. But we we made our first trip to TIFF and and discovered this whole industry series, and yeah. and and that's something that Calgary International has been doing for a few years now, mm -hmm, right? Yeah. As well. So that's growing. That's very cool. And and as an opportunity for local filmmakers. And by the way, I mean, when I came into this job, um, one of the things I didn't know um, as a festival producer was how the local film was received within the festival and I very quickly learned that it's almost always the case that the certainly that the the most the certainly the best attended screenings are in the festival are the local ones. Oh is that right? right? Statistically, wow. yeah, by a huge margin, right. okay. even above galas and headliners. If it's now, now, of course, that's partially because you have cast and crew often are attending, and it's, yeah. and it's often right. the world premieres of those films. Yeah. But it's not just that. It's actually the general public comes, too, because the vibe at local and Alberta screenings is is really off the charts right. different from the mm -hmm. vibe at the other screenings. Yeah. The vibe at all the screenings is great, but but um, it's there's kind of an authentic excitement um, around our local stuff that's in the festival and uh, that is just its own thing. Mm -hmm. So um, they're, they're, I always encourage 
people when they ask me, even just sort of the general public, when what when they're planning their festival, I always say, make sure you catch a local film or make sure you catch an Alberta film because yeah. you will have an experience. You'll have you'll have a festival experience right. that's that's unlike all the other wonderful festival experiences you'll have here, right? And I guess maybe uh, it's not. Well, what are, are, I know there's Choke Slam as as a gala film, yeah, from a Calgary film closing gala, yeah, Robert yeah, which is amazing. Slam. Are there any other it's great g- film by the way? It's is very it? Funny. Oh, I, I want to see. Yeah, it. I yeah. had I had quite a lot of belly laughs watching it. <laughs> right, right. Um, we love Robert, and he's been on the show. So, uh, are, any other Calgary film galas? I guess it's kind of a rare thing. Uh, well, in the shorts world, we talked about Alberta Spirit a minute. Of course, right, of there course. will be there will be That's a, a gala, healthy right? amount of yeah, there will be a healthy amount of Calgary content in in the Alberta Spirit gala. Right. Um, no other gala films for, from from Calgary or Alberta this year. Um, the, all the galas are Canadian this year, which is which is oh, great. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we we try to make you know this is kind of an unofficial. It's not a rule exactly in programming, but our kind of unofficial game plan is always to close with an Alberta film. Oh, nice. Uh, opening with one two when you can. Right when you can. Um, yeah. the, the selection for the opening film has a lot more moving parts to consider. Sure, but. Uh, yeah, but I think this year, you know, I've been kind of saying, and I say kind of because really I haven't looked back with a fine-tooth comb through all the previous um, 16 editions of the festival to, to make sure, but it, this could be a record for Alberta for Alberta oh, good. Wow. The festival this year. Nice. Yeah, I think we have seven seven or eight Alberta features. That's high. That's great. Uh, both docs and, and narrative features, yeah. and that's not including all the shorts, right? Right. Another huge raft of Alberta mm-hmm. shorts, so it's really, really strong Alberta year. That's great. So, uh, regarding that that Bravo fact uh, thing, how was the response? I know the deadline has passed, and if you're listening and upset about that, we warned you. We were telling yep. you about that deadline <laughs> many times. Uh, but is that is that something you think might be recurring, or is it too early to tell? Um, my understanding from Bravo fact is that this this is a one year thing. Okay. Um, who knows though? Yeah. So I've, I've, it wouldn't be the first time that something was a one year thing that became. A sure. multi-year thing. Mm-hmm. Nice. We'll find out. I I love the idea of the pitch competition, yeah. and even if it, I mean, I'll just kind of go on a limb here and spec. Even if Bravo Fact wasn't, uh, and this is not a promise, this is not breaking news <laughs> on the podcast, but you know, even if I would love to find a way to keep something like, like that something. pitch yeah, competition yeah. happening yeah. at cool. the festival. Cool. Yeah, I think it's again, I already waxed poetic about it. I think it's really yeah. the kind of experience we want, not only the f- like not only the opportunity for the filmmakers, right. mm-hmm. but also for the audience to be connected to that. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a it's such a great reminder, I think. As filmmakers, we spend a lot of time worrying about um, the different groups that we need to rope in to actually get a movie made. But then usually a lot of us fall short of actually thinking about screening it, <laughs> right? And putting it in front of an yeah. audience, right? And like considering SIF as just as, as an essential component to the rest of the components that we're trying to piece together for this. Well, you can't get, I mean, I know that throughout the year, various filmmakers, local and otherwise, it will, especially local, will, 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 if they're not in the festival, they'll, they'll premiere their film um, or they'll try to get a theatrical run or whatever. And that's great. I, I I think though that again one of the things that we can bring to the table as the festival is, as the festival grows and it's been growing quite a lot and there's a lot more attention on it these days, um, that's a piece of the equation for filmmakers that we can contribute. I mean, so people say, like, how do, how does SIF support the industry? Well, I mean, there's been lots of ways that we have over the years, but really kind of what we arrived at in our, our eureka moment is well the way that we support the industry is by connecting it to an audience right. the way we how do you support filmmakers do you mm-hmm. give them grants do you support the creation of their work do you, it's like well a lot of film festivals do that we could do that too and i'm not saying we we wouldn't ever consider it but what we what we bring that what we bring is 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 
an intense spotlight on the film, um, a lot more awareness to the film because it's included in the festival and and public interest in the film. And yeah, absolutely. And we see that it's not just a dream; like we actually see that with with the mm -hmm. Alberta content we put on that 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 the public becomes more aware of it. And and you do need that, obviously, yeah, to develop course. your career, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, we spend a lot of time pushing our own product, but that means that we push it to an audience that we have that's listening already. Yeah. Right. It's tough to access an audience that might not otherwise be able to find you. Yeah. So that's what, yeah, that's another that's, great that's thing. part of my audience obsession that I was talking yeah. about a little earlier when I, when I, when I go in and I, I, I watch these audiences and it's like, it just fascinates me that people come that I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like we've all produced things where it's like, great, we had an audience of 30 people and I, all my friends and family came. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's so satisfying to go into a festival and be like, wow, there's 450 people in this theater and like, I recognize three people. Right. Like, where, yeah. Who are, why are you all here? Why are you don't all you have something here? Better to do? It's so yeah. cool that you showed up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll never get tired of that. I don't think. Totally. totally. <laughs> it never gets old. It is me. kind of its own brand of magic for sure. Yeah. And great to, great to just see that. I, I feel like Calgary is finally kind of growing up as a city and mm -hmm. becoming more artistically conscious and aware. And theater for me has always kind of been a big thing in Calgary. Um, but yeah, it's like you said with music and I think film now too, we're starting to actually become a real city, yeah, which it, is really it, exciting. <laughs> I think, I, yeah, no, it's true. I think a lot of people have been remarking on that in, in, in recent months and years. Uh, I mean, for my, this will be my 21st year working in the arts in general in Calgary and festivals and events. And I, I see it as um, it's actually been, a, you know, this is no overnight successes, right? No, it's like, right. oh, yeah, you're an overnight success, except yeah. you worked 25 years exactly. in <laughs> yeah. complete obscurity to yeah. get to where you are, to where people started to be. It's kind of like that with the arts community. I mean, I think that the growth has actually been happening. You could chart it, and it's, yeah. it's been it's been a nice, steady increase. I mean, I think literally going back from my understanding of the arts community here, like to the, you know, the 70s, right. you can see a lot of uh, – every year – you know, theater just grew by this much. Right. And right. Music grew by this much. And mm. now film is growing by this much. Mm -hmm. And now it's at a point where the critical mass is like, people are like, oh, Calgary's kind of arriving. It's like, well, yeah, but it's been coming you know, for a long it's time. It's been yeah. coming for a long time. It's yeah, just, yeah. It, it's, it's just reaching a critical mass. Yeah. So uh, what would you recommend to a, to a filmmaker who might want to try to get into the Calgary International Film Festival, say, next year? What would well, the first thing I would do is, even b before recommending something, is, is provide encouragement in the sense of, um, like, this is a – like, if you're literally speaking here to the local and, 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 the, and the provincial filmmakers, this is a film festival you can get into. Right. I, I mean, and that's not be uh, that's not because our, our standards are any lower than anybody else's or the bar is low, but we, we – uh, really 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 want to champion as much alberta content as possible it is a, a it is a, a central mandate within programming and that's of course as as we point out always alongside you know the best from everywhere in the world and the rest of canada sure. that we can find mm -hmm. um, as a matter of fact i think one of the best things you can do is put local artists up directly alongside the best from anywhere else i think that's good for everybody right that's a win-win for everybody but um yeah, I, I would say, like, first of all, be encouraged, you mm -hmm. know, whether you're making your short or your feature, that we, you know, your your film will get some pretty serious consideration. Um, you know, multiple sets of eyeballs from the programming team will, you know, be looking at that because, again, the programming team just focuses on making sure we have the most complete Alberta section we can. Right. Um, so that's one thing, be encouraged. The, the other thing I would say is, um, you know, 
reach out to the programming team, Brenda Lieberman, who's our programming manager and who programs the Canadian section at the festival, you know, kind of takes the lead on the Alberta, on the Alberta curation and, um, you know, develop a relationship with her. She's very in the community. She responds very well. She loves giving feedback. And mm. this is not to say that, by the way, just to avoid any mis- I mean, there is a formal process for how we select films. There's a, you know, there's a submission, there's a call for submissions. There's Sure. Printed guidelines on the website. You, we waive submission fees for all Alberta films, oh, wow. cool. so it does not cost anything for Alberta filmmakers oh, to to submit to the festival. Unlike being unlike unlike our the rest of our amazing filmmakers have to pay something to submit. But, um, anyways, uh, you know, obviously, you're still gonna your film is still gonna get vetted in a fair way, but through our formal um, pre-screening process, right? So the relationship doesn't circumvent that. I'm not suggesting that it's about personal relationships and that's how you get into the festival. But um, nonetheless, it is good for the programmers to be aware of you. It is, it is, it is always helpful when, when, um, when, when programmers know who's who in the scene, right? Mm-hmm. And they can put a face to a name. And, and two, to remember that, um, that, that one of the things that we do is we provide feedback to filmmakers. So if you, if you make a short or a feature and you submit it, um, it, you know, if you don't get in in a specific year, um, Brenda and her team are very willing to have conversations with you, um, really respectful ones that might lead to your next project being, you know, um, more likely to get in. Yeah, so yeah. I, I do think it's, I do think it's important to be, mm-hmm. I do think it's important to, 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 to work in a community sense. Right. Mm-hmm. So exactly. Yeah. Again, it doesn't, you know, direct conversations with the programmers and getting to them doesn't circumvent. It's not like people we have beers with get into the festival more easily than other people. It's, it's that, but it is that, um, you know, I, I think the programmers have something to offer in a dialogue with filmmakers um, as, as filmmakers consider what their next films might be right. or when they're in the process of making their film or, you know, if they've made a film and, and, and they want some feedback on how to make their next one more likely to get in. Nice. So hopefully that hopefully that answers the question. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, yeah, it always surprises me when people don't go for feedback or, or ask like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, well, what can I what can I yeah. do better on my next film that yeah. might make it more appealing? I think too, by the way, I mean, I know that this is something the programmers and I have spoken about a fair bit. Is that often it it does seem like maybe some filmmakers and this to your point a little earlier. Um, sometimes I, I think some filmmakers really get um, submitting to festivals. And, and don't only submit to SIF, <laughs> submit right. to, you know, submit to as many as you can. Yeah. Um, but uh, really getting out onto the festival circuit is really, really critical. Um, and once you've gotten, like, once you've gotten into one festival, it helps you getting into more festivals, yeah, right. right? So have a bit of a festival strategy mm. um, and make SIF part of your festival strategy if you're an Alberta filmmaker. Because, again, we want to be, you know, if your film is good, we want to be, we want to be, we were going to be showing it, right? right? right yeah. and, and then that, that maybe that's your breakthrough that allows you to then get into four or five other festivals, right, and right. that's that can be the start of something, right? That's so, uh, and and a film festival strategy for a filmmaker is usually limited by a budget of only so much yeah. money, and so why not submit where it's free? Yeah. Exactly. Well, submit, that's exactly why we do that for Alberta. Although I'd say, I mean, it's interesting. Like people spend how many, you know, even on a super low budget feature. I mean, how many thousands and tens yeah. of thousands of dollars on a film? Yeah. You know, don't forget to allocate, you know, a budget, a, a totally. small, a relative compared to what you're going to spend on right. everything else, a s- relatively small line of your budget to film festival submission sure. fees. For it's sure. a good idea. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, and yeah. your and your EPK behind the scenes package, all that stuff's important. And awards too. submissions too. It's yeah, you know, it's yeah, yeah, just yeah. as important. Mm-hmm. So. That's a good point. I mean, I, one thing when it comes to the local filmmakers that we include is, um, you know, because there's an there's an aspect to the curation of local film that also involves like what kind of a set like what kind of a celebratory atmosphere is the screening itself going to be like I, I referenced that a little earlier about how they how those are kind of very special yeah. nights yes. in the theater yes. and so the EPK the electronic press kit point is 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 kind of leads me to remember to say that like yeah like having having a sense of how getting a sense of how your screening is going to be kind of a cool scene or mm-hmm. a cool mm-hmm. celebration right like um, a lot of local filmmakers are very good at bringing kind of a lot of extra fun to the, like, to be like, okay, we can, if we can see how your screening is not just going to be a screening of a great new Calgary filmmaker, but, but the screening itself is going to be kind of an event. Yeah. Right. Like Spencer Estabrooks is really good at that. Yes. Yeah. You yes. know, um, uh, uh, some of the some of the emerging like the guys who did a film called Jewel Fools a couple of years ago yeah I mean, that that was a really good example that of was that. Like, yeah that, that was, was so an cool. incredibly fun screening yeah. because of like uh, that was the most party <laughs> like, that was a party that <laughs> yeah, screening yeah, yeah, right yeah. Um, that's a, that's 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 a legit thing right right to actually have to have that's a legit film festival experience mm-hmm. to have to have it be as much about what's happening off screen as what's happening on screen. And I, I mean, it's, it's gotta be a give and take, right? You've got to bring something to the table, I think. And we, you know, if you've, if you've rented a theater and, and had your own little premiere and you've slammed it all over Facebook and your audience, your local audience has seen it. Uh, yeah. What is a film festival really yeah, gaining from that? Th- that's good yeah. advice. I mean, yeah. we, we do, um, we, we, we don't screen things in the festival that have already been screened locally. Right. Um, so that's another thank you for reminding me that I mean that's that is a good piece of advice is if you want to be in the festival try to resist the temptation I mean okay if you did a friends and family screening for 30 people that was by invite only that doesn't count right but I mean don't if you've done if you don't blow your wad on a public screening you know right at the plaza nothing is the plaza I just picked them as an example (laughs) Um, you know three months before the film festival and be like hey can I get in because of course yeah it that cannibalizes the audience totally I can't imagine the upside I really can't think of a scenario where it's like why would you not have a little bit of patience and then gain the audience that comes with and the exposure that comes with this festival or any any festival even that's even the people who don't see your film, I mean, so let's say you're screening a 300-seat theater, so you, two screenings, you may, if you pack it, 600 people are going to see your movie. Okay, yeah. great. But but don't forget that there are 10,000 other pairs of eyeballs on the festival as yeah. a whole. Yeah. I mean, the, the, our attendance is 35,000, but that's probably, only, that's probably about 10,000 distinct human yeah. beings who attend the festival right now. So um, those... Those a huge number of those people are reading about all the films in the festival, right, right. so they're going to be aware of your film. All of a sudden, ten thousand people are aware of your film. Yeah. Six hundred saw it. Ten thousand are aware of it, and that's actually not even counting people who might become aware of it who didn't attend the festival, right. like you know who who also saw the program guide or people in other parts of the country who are following what we're programming. So, the impact is probably much even larger than that to mm-hmm, be included. Mm-hmm. It's not just about people forget. It's not just about who is in the theater to see your movie. It's about totally. thousands and thousands of people and funders and, yeah. you know what I mean, who actually are going to go, oh, right, you know. It puts you on the radar of a lot of folks. Yeah, we had a short in some random film festival, uh, Canadian festival, and, uh, and and a distributor found it in the program guide and just liked the description, didn't yeah. even see it. Little indie distributor, but, I mean, that's, that's it, having that exposure, I don't know why you wouldn't uh, – 
go for that. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's always reasons. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of mavericks in yeah. this sure. town, right? Or like, ah, I do it all myself, and uh, and that's fine. It's just that's totally yeah, fine. Honestly, yeah. I would never, of course, presume yeah. to tell anybody what they should do. But sure. but I want my show to have maximum we can, impact. We can offer a lot. I yeah, mean, really, exactly. it's it's and 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 it's also a great chance for the community itself to come together. I mean, for I think sure, it, as, sure. as we as we work harder and and. Um, you know, have more and more of the trust of the local filmmaking community. It can become sort of the annual coming together time yeah. for all the filmmakers. So yeah. 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 Awesome. So, so let's talk about this Oscar accreditation. Sure. Mm-hmm. What is, what is, what does it mean and how did it happen? Sure. Well, um, so the reason that, so, I mean, if you know anything about the uh, Academy Awards, you know that in the various different categories, there's different criteria for what allows you to be considered um, for you know a lot of feature film, it's t- it's did you have a theatrical run in this specific county in right, LA, LA right, right, right before such and such a date, um, and then for uh, you know uh, best foreign language, it's like each country nominates their contender. For short film, the way it has to work, because of course there's for short short film is not really about theatrical runs. Right, <laughs> it's Obviously, really not yeah. a lot of theatrical <laughs> runs for short film outside of the festival context. So instead, they work with a select number of film festivals around the world that become qualifying events. Cool. So I believe in Canada there are now our 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 little club is I think six. There's six festivals slash events where if you win their top or one of their top uh, shorts prizes, you are then eligible to apply for consideration to the academy awards wow right. that's what it is so basically Amazing. they because they're not gonna they can't just consider every you know, how, yeah. how many short films are made in the world in a year yeah, yeah. yeah. like they can't consider twenty thousand films <laughs> yeah. they have to have some way of going no the pool that we're actually going to consider is right you know, only a few hundred it's like yeah, only yeah. a few hundred films yeah. right and so um what ha- so we we actually became aware that they were looking at uh, maybe they were only a couple of festivals in canada that were um that were that were Oscar qualifying. I don't know if there were any in Western Canada, and they. Uh, I'd, I'd have to check that. So don't. Yeah. I was gonna say don't. Quote I would me be on shocked that, if there was. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, so um, they wanted they wanted to kind of expand, make sure they were considering stuff from this geographical right, region. Right. Although, uh, so, um, yeah. So, anyways, um, uh, we 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 reached out and we got into a dialogue with the Academy. Literally, has someone who. Their sole job is to, you know, review to work with 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 uh, with with partner festivals right. on the, on this on this program. So we worked with them. We discovered what it was that they needed to see in terms of what our festival, how we run ourselves, what how we select our juries. I mean, it's quite rigorous. Yeah, you know, they look at they look at they look at your your awards process. They look at your uh, your whole suite of awards. They look at your history as an organization. They look at, they wow. s- they check to see how credible you are. They ask a lot of questions about how the juries work, as I mentioned. And uh, and yeah, and then they and they look at your profile overall, and and then uh, and then it took about I'm gonna say four to five months. Wow. And and then we got the email, the, uh, and and it was our, our friends up at the Edmonton International Fe- Festival also got uh, accredited mm-hmm. at the same right, time. Right. So mm-hmm. we actually have two festivals in Alberta who yeah. have this, yeah, this, this designation, cool. which is really really cool. So yeah. awesome. We're in we're in a really small club, and we're really excited about it. Um, so now, so if you win, uh, so. A couple of year, three years ago, we introduced our best of shorts awards, and that on, we did we hadn't. I wish I could say we planned this tactically. Right. <laughs> we didn't really. That w- because we introduced the best of shorts award, um, uh, which is literally for the best o- jury selected uh, prize cash prize for the best short in the festival of any. Not just Alberta. Not just not Canada. just Alberta. We already have the Alberta Spirit yeah, Awards, yeah, yeah, which is like the t- the ten finalists right. of our selection of the ten best Alberta films of the year, and then one wins. 
Um, but this would be overall, including, by the way, often there's crossover. Alberta Spirit films are also oh, sure. are, yeah, yeah, are yeah, in the Best of yeah. Short totally. finalists. Yeah. Um, matter of fact, a couple of years ago, the, the, the Alberta Spirit winner was also the Best of Short. Oh, really? Winner. Wow. Nice. But anyways, yeah. So in creating that, um, which beca- immediately became a hit with the audience and really, a re- really sort of a, a, one of the flagships of the festival, that was kind of ultimately what allowed the Academy to go, yeah, we like that gotcha. award, we like that program. Right. Currently, it's just for um, the best live action. So best of short, anything can anything can win. It can be a documentary short, right. it can be a, an animated short, it can be a live action short. Um, but uh, for the Academy, o- they, 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 they will only consider the best of short winner it, currently if it's live action or animated. Oh, wow. oh, they, it is not qualifying for um, documentary oh, shorts. Right. Of course. So what we did this year is we actually have now created a second best of shorts award. So within the, within the 10 finalists, there's always a select. There, it always includes both documentary shorts and the other types of shorts. So right. this year we're actually going to have two best of shorts awards. Oh, okay. So there's one documentary. Be, there's best of shorts documentary. So best documentary short in the festival right. and best live action or animated cool. uh, short in the festival. That makes the sense. one that wins for live action slash animated is Oscar qualifying. And maybe one um, day documentary. And the game plan right. is that, you know, now that we've created a special standalone for docs to work with the Academy to also make that qualifying right. cool. so that cool. we'll, so that we'll be able to say any short, any yeah. short is can ultimately qualify. It doesn't have, That's great. You know, the docs aren't excluded. Right. right. So, that's awesome, yeah. And you, and you don't want to uh, not have an Oscar possible qualifying short by only selecting. A well, it's, it was yeah. tough for the, that's yeah. why again why we split the because as soon right. as we became became Oscar qualifying, we didn't want the jury going. Well, we really like we really want to give the award to the documentary short, but, but we don't want to waste this. But we, yeah, but then yeah. we waste the accreditation <laughs> yeah, right, opportunity yeah. for somebody else. Right. So it's like, well, there's an easy solution there to that, go. and then hopefully that, as I said, creates the pathway for the academy. To yeah, yeah, both we'll of them qualifying. To. Hopefully we get to make that share that news one day. Um, and these are now cash awards for the first time this year too. Oh, whoa, again, cool! Which I, I may have alluded to a little earlier. Yeah, yeah. We, we we have a lot of sponsors and and partners who are really mm-hmm. like where the shorts program is going. Right. Want to and so are sort of coming to the table with more resources, more resources to bring the filmmakers to the festival, which is another huge thing we do for those who aren't already local. Right. You know, bringing bringing in as many of our national international colleagues is good, but also to create to, best of shorts. This will be the first year that they're cash. So twenty five hundred dollars for wow. each of the two winners. In, That's amazing. In the two categories, and we hope to grow that right on you know in the coming years so so let's talk about growth yeah um what is we were at tiff a couple years ago and and they had shut down the streets and there were like (laughs) bands playing and it was like what the hell is going on like this isn't a film festival this is like the whole city like it's it's just a whole other thing absolutely insane (laughs) do you ever want to even get there or do you have something else in mind for this thing well yeah i mean i i love it's not growth for growth's sake. It's right. that I like I I I love the idea that that um, I like the idea of, of what growth brings. Right. I mean, it's visibility. It's excitement. It's more passion. I mean, you, you just you don't have to scratch very deep out there in the world for to, to run and you know to, to uncover people's love and excitement and curiosity and passion for film. Right. Mm-hmm. So just the more obvious that the more obvious that we can be that there's literally hey there's a fe- I mean most Calgarians I think now I know think that we have yeah, a festival. Yeah. But some still don't, and I think the more obvious we can be that there's that that some that you can't miss it, right? You know that that's a that's what TIFF has grown to now is that you cannot be in Toronto, and not know in the lead up to or during TIFF and not know it's happening. Right, right. It's just it takes over the city. That's that's just fun. Sweet. That's yeah. just fun. There's no other reason to do it other than than, <laughs> than that that justifies itself for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, the festival has been growing a lot. Um, you know the. 
when I came into the festival in 2012, the previous year's festival had been attendance been 19,000. This year we hit this past year it was 30, just over 35,000. So nice. we've almost doubled the attendance wow. in 4 years. Um, and I don't think that that is slowing that that kind of growth is yeah. slowing down at this point from what I can tell. Amazing. Um I so I think that the more awareness there is, the more people become aware of it and they just uh, and 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 a lot of those people just will immediately check it out. Yeah, that's great. Um, but uh, yeah, we are certainly some of the strategies we're adopting are around enhancing the obvious visibility of the festival, mm -hmm. you know, developing more clusters of venues throughout spread more throughout widely throughout the city center. Right. Mm. So we've been, we've been focusing on Eau Claire and the globe. Those are our main, our main screening venues right now. How can we make those more visible in terms of the street life around them? And also then beginning to develop plans to um, develop other kind of festival neighborhoods or clusters, right? right. Like East village, I think in a couple of years, will be a very promising yeah. place for there yeah. to be a lot of film festival events. Nice. We're doing a pilot screening there this year at the oh, National cool. Music Center. Great. I think Kensington is another part of the city that we'd like to return to right right yeah and and but 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 our plan is really not only about um what's on the screen in those venues which is of course job number one but also yeah like you mentioned creating a whole um a whole kind of streetscape around yeah. the yeah. festival right a whole yeah. a whole atmosphere around the festival yeah. um what you mentioned about tiff is interesting because you know, a lot of that vibe that TIFF has, that's not all created or programmed by TIFF. Right. Right. Oh, interesting. Um, they're like the honey. <laughs> and right, then the bees right. come. I mean, right. everybody part. It's an additive thing. And I think that's a great thing. Like a lot of what gives TIFF its vibe are the parties and events and mm -hmm. concerts and gatherings and happenings that people do independently, either as officially affiliated events or right. not in and around the festival. And I think... I see a similar thing like that for us where it's like, oh, well, you know, you run a bar or you run a music venue like down the street from the from where we're screening. Like, how do you want to be involved? Yeah. What do you want to bring? Like, right. it's a, it, you know, it's a it's a it's kind of a buffet. Or, yeah. or what's, what's the word I'm looking for? It's kind of a like it's a potluck. Right. Right. <laughs> in right. A sense, yeah, right. Yeah. So that makes cool. Sense. So as an attendee. Yeah. What's what's the strategy? I know because it can be confusing uh, for any festival. To, what's if I if I have what are my options? Uh, Ten packs of tickets. What, what's the best way to dig yeah, into? Yeah. Well, festival? first of all, because I know you have a lot of filmmakers listening. Yeah. I just want to say that w something you want to do is get accredited. So if you go to the website, you can click on the industry. Oh, any any filmmaker of, can do that. Yeah. Uh, anyone who yeah. Um, we have a special industry pass okay. for the festival. Okay. It is um, uh, sixty five dollars, which is it, it works the same as the regular general public pass, right. but it is orders of magnitude cheaper. Okay, which is why you have to be accredited to get it, right? right? Like gotcha. so, um, it, it not just for directors, but if you if you uh, work professionally in the film industry, film and TV and screen industry, yeah, um, here or elsewhere. Or you, and 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 there's a lot of you know we always make sure that it's very inclusive to people who are emerging and who mm. are just say coming out of post secondary or whatever. Cool. So it's not like you have to have a resume as long as my yeah. as my arm or a right. demo reel or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. To yeah. get accredited, yeah. like you know, it's it's um it, it's an inclusive accreditation process, right. but that allows you to qualify for the sixty five dollar pass, which allows you to feast on film and also to get into a lot of there's a there's a number of, of events that we have for networking and things like that and brunches and breakfasts and right. things just for just for filmmakers cool. and other accredited industry so it's a really great networking opportunity 
get the industry pass. Yeah. Absolutely, that is my biggest advice yeah. to the listeners of this it's, podcast. And it's not very hard. It's like a short bio no. and your contact info. Taylor, yeah. Taylor Ross, our, our uh, filmmaker experience manager, uh, vets all those. She, she can respond to any questions. Um, and, and all the infos on the website at calgaryfilm.com, and that's what you should do. For, for, for general public, um, you know, you're, you're – well, people can always buy single tickets, right? They're affordable. They're $15. Or right. If you're a student or senior, they're 13 um, But if you want to see multiple things, um, usually your, your, your primary decision is between do I get a pass or do I get a pack? Right. And a pass um, – well, a pack is easier to describe. A pack is basically just like they come in 10s and 20s, and basically it's literally just – a coupon code for you, you you literally just like redeem each of those credits basically for a film you, okay, can, you cool. can just as soon as the films are on sale you just you can just go select a la carte which films you want to see with your 10 pack right and the nice thing about a 10 pack is you can you know if it's like you and your boyfriend you can um split you know it's like it's not just for you, you right know, five of you can oh, right. see sorry two of you can, can see, see five, five movies, movies. Right. or right. just 10 friends you yeah. can see one like it's nice. very flexible um, and the beauty of that is that once you buy the pack, you can immediately begin redeeming it for film to an actual ticket for film. Cool. The pass is different in that we hold a certain uh, percentage of every house for pass holders, okay. including galas. Right. So you buy this inclusive pass, but the pass itself is not a ticket. Right. And um, and and is not um, like basically what you're. It's it's much cheaper if you want to binge on a lot more movies, but it, but it's got let. But you don't have, um, uh, you're not guaranteed to get into everything, right? right? We hold a certain percentage of the house for you, Pat, of for course, the pass yeah, holders. Yeah. But if one movie, if if there's if all the pass holders want to go see a certain right, screening, right, right. you might have to it's choose something else. So yeah. so sure. it's for people who want to see the highest volume of films, but also are willing to be somewhat flexible as to what they see. Right. Right. right? So right. if you review, if you're the kind of person who needs to know what they're doing and like right. doesn't want any chance that you might not get in, get a pack. Right. But if you, if you're the kind of person who's more flexible and is, and, and, and wants to just dive in and go with the flow, right. but also oh, this one sold out, but this one, yeah, yeah. just see a lot right. and just kind of dive in and go with it. The pass is the, is the, is the best thing. To do. And you have to go to the box office the day before screening to get yeah, your ticket if that's you're right so right. what you do if you, if you have a pass the way it works is start I, I, I stole this this is what the Berlin Film Festival does so I stole oh. this from them but okay. yeah so basically if you have a pass you starting the morning of the day before yeah. you can go to the box office and then you can go hey I've got a pass do you have any tickets left for are there any pass holder allotment tickets left for screening X Whatever, and they'll right, go right. yeah here's your ticket and then yeah, at that point you do have a ticket right. so you at least know 24 hours in right. advance right. Yeah. or a day in advance I should say whether you have a ticket and if you and if all the pass holders have already come and snapped up all those pass holder allotment tickets um, for that screening you can still go get in the rush line right right you can right. S- you with your pass you can always still and you can always get in the rush line um, so uh, and and actually you know, I know a lot of people, unless you go to a lot of film festivals, people don't, people in Calgary don't necessarily know a lot about how rush lines work. Yeah. But basically, the rush line is the line for if all of if 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 all of the tickets for a screening are spoken for, um, you can still go get in a special line where if at showtime there's empty seats for whatever reason, people didn't show up right. or whatever, um, uh, they will they'll going through the line, they'll accommodate as many of those people as possible. And it's actually amazing how much of the rush line we, we tend to get in. Right. Yeah. There's never any guarantees, but I always say to people who are like heartbroken that they want to see something and it's sold out. Yeah. And it's like, 
listen, get in the rush line. And we start the rush line an hour before the movie. So, um, it, again, we don't run a rush line if it's not sold out. But if right. it is, um, and I've yet to see where at least the first few people from the rush line didn't really get in. right. Huh. I've never seen right. no one from the rush line get into a right. movie. I've never seen that happen. Well, cool. we were at so you, if you were the first person in the rush line, like there's always hope yeah. to get into the film. yeah yeah. There's yeah. always hope to get into the film. Mm-hmm. Just be the first in the rush line, right. and statistically, well, I'll always tell you there's no yeah. guarantee. Somebody's not going to make it if they somebody's yeah, not going to yeah. make it yeah. right. So thank God. <laughs> and sometimes I've seen us get like. I've seen us get like thirty or forty people. Oh wow! Line. And it's crazy how that works. I don't know how that works. Well, we were at we were at the world premiere of Nightcrawler. At yeah. Do you remember oh that? yeah. And, Amazing. Uh, we Great must movie have been, by the way. It was awesome. It was yeah. yeah. We must have been underrated. Sixtieth in line. We, yeah. It was and a we huge got rush line. Yeah. And we had industry passes. And yep. we were yeah. like, ah, we, we might not get in, but let's hang out. And we got in. Yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there's always a chance for sure. Um, the, the one of the things that I that we haven't touched on is volunteers. Yeah. So oh, yeah. what does that world look like and how can you get involved and what does the volunteer do for the festival? And- that world looks like 400 people. Um, <laughs> so there's about, you know, it's interesting about volunteers because, um, you know, there are, just to give you a sense of perspective, there are about eight of us who work year-round on, you know, uh, paid staff who work year-round on planning the festival. At festival season, you know, the, the couple months leading up to the festival and during the festival, there's the, 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 the payroll expands to about 50, 50 some odd people, wow. including everybody. Um, but even that is dwarfed by the volunteers who then need to come and, and, and supplement that. And we can't run the festival without the volunteers. So there's about 400 volunteers and putting in some, oh God, I don't even know the number of hours they put <laughs> in. It's like the stats are like, it's in the, it's like, you know, seven thousand hours, six or seven thousand yeah, hours right, of right. volunteer time. It's in, it's insane. We're so grateful to those people. Um, we're still accepting. I don't know when this airs, so but we we pretty soon. I think. We we yeah. we are still accepting volunteers. Um, so uh, and, and probably will be you know up until a week or two before the festival. So cool. It's not too late. Um, it's easy to sign up. You just go to the website. You, again, you go to calgaryfilm.com. You 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 fill out a simple application, and then you'll um, you'll get put into the system. We're getting much better at. We've really been investing a lot of time into, into structuring the volunteer system much better because it's like a whole other staff, right? Yeah. So really getting clear on job descriptions, roles, mandatory training. You know, it is serious. It's a serious yeah. job. You're yeah. signing up to do something. Um, you know, we we want people who are serious, but it's also a lot of fun. The perks are you get, um, you know, you get uh, you get admission coupons for uh, every shift you work oh cool so uh, as a volunteer so you know you can't watch movies on shift but you can immediately turn around and 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 come back and see stuff right um obviously the vast majority of our volunteers are huge film buffs right so um it's kind of fun for them uh we have volunteer uh volunteer appreciation party after the festival we have all kinds of other perks we feed you um as much as we possibly can so and it's just a really really good way to meet people. Like yeah, we have a, cool we have people. a lot of fun with our volunteers and and it's it's a really great social environment and it's just exciting to be around the yeah. festival. And and we have there are probably about I, I don't know the exact count but there are probably about 16 or 17 different um, volunteer crews oh, in oh, terms wow. of like people always think of the of the venue volunteers yeah. in terms of the people scanning your ticket or ripping your ticket. Right. But that's just one component. I mean, there are social media volunteers. There's mm. photography volunteers. There are gala volunteers. There's production crew volunteers. Um, like, there's there are synopsis writers for the guide. There right. are you can there's there's the previewing team that help the paid programmers screen the twenty one hundred submissions. Right, right. Um, so really, 
when you look at and and I, that's only part that's only a small number that I just rattled off. So yeah. no matter what your specialty is or what you're good at or what your capabilities are, there's probably one if not more volunteer crews for you. Cool. No matter what level of extroversion or introversion yeah. you have yeah, yeah, yeah. or so yeah, it's uh, it's it's a great system and 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 the thing too if I I know I'm going on but it, it, the volunteers are here's how critical they are because we are an audience festival you know I, I mean I might go on the radio or on TV and talk about the festival and, and people might see my picture in the guide but like ultimately you know those of us who are myself and those of us who are working year round on, on producing the festival we meet as many of the audience and of the, we meet all the filmmakers hopefully we meet as many of the audience as possible but we're only meeting a tiny fraction of the audience because right. there's only a small number of us. Right. Right. The 99% of the interface between the festival and the public is through volunteers. Right. Like right. you are actually at the intersection of everything that's yeah, important yeah, about yeah. the festival when you're a volunteer, right? right. You're, you're representing the festival. You're to the filmmakers, to the public. Um, it's, uh, you know, you're the face of the festival. It's really critical. So please volunteer. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Awesome. Anything else we should we should touch on before we leave the audience with? Well, uh, yeah, I, I mean, uh, again, uh, hopefully, just depending on, I think this is going on uh, on air, so to Pretty speak, soon, yeah, in a couple yeah. days. So um, September seventh is the uh, so we've been we've been announcing films in in waves, yeah, uh, since the since the very end of uh, July, but the big final kind of unveil of the full schedule and the full program is September seventh at okay. noon. Okay, cool. So uh, keep your eyes out for that. Go to calgaryfilm.com, and you can sign up for the newsletter so you won't miss any announcements. That's cool. absolutely cool. the the one thing you must do if you want to be in the loop. Is and you get all the, the doc soup and off. You get everything. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you get all our community. We will not right. leave you out of any communications right, right. or announcements if you get on the newsletter at right. calgaryfilm.com. So do that. Um, and then you'll you'll get the full announcement um, on September seventh of all the films, and you can check it out. The uh, the printed guide is available starting right. that day as well. The festival box office is down on the main floor of Eau Claire, Eau Claire Market downtown. Yes. So you can drop by that. The festival starts on September twenty first, um, but we're doing something special this year too. We're an, a, a starting a, we're doing a new event uh, a couple days after the launch. It's the trailer party. Oh. So from four till seven p.m. on um, Friday, September 9th at the Globe, there's a free party. Oh. A trailer, the first annual Calgary National Film Festival trailer party. Cool. Please come. Um, there's Big Rock, is, it's going to be licensed. We're going to have Big Rock there. We're going to have other prizes. We're going to have a fun MC. And basically, it's, you know, people can drop in on whatever schedule they want, but from four to seven, we're running all the trailers that we have from cool. the Cool. I love it. That's great. Right? So, who, like, it was just like. <clears throat> I was sitting, Laura, our marketing manager, and I were sitting earlier this summer. And we we're like, people love trailers. They do. Like, <laughs> yeah, people, yeah. I love trailers. Yeah, I love I've trailers never too. met anybody who didn't like love watching trailers. Right, right. Um, so it's like, well, why don't we just, why don't we just screen them all for as many people as want to show up at the Globe? And why don't we have beer? And why don't we have laughs? And why don't we have prizes? And cool, just come. So nice. that's yeah, that's starting that's at four. four so right after work on a Friday, so people hopefully nice. people will just drop down and have and crack open that's beer. Good. And nice. Watch five or 50 trailers yeah, or whatever yeah. or 100 that's trailers great. just come on down cool. it's gonna be fun so that's september 9th at four at the globe awesome awesome great well great we'll see you there thank you guys yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks so much thanks for, for being on the show yeah, that was great time. oh totally my pleasure awesome. i know i can talk i know <laughs> oh, i probably no, made your runtime way longer than you no, wanted no, it was all good information and, and and yeah i'm glad we covered so many areas and i think uh, i'm i'm much more informed now Me so too. thank you thank yeah. you very much yeah. thanks well, thank you, Steve, and thank you to the whole Calgary International family there. It was really cool to visit that office and 
get some insight, and we might have a little bit more uh, uh, CIFF, SIF updates coming up um, and podcasts related to that as well. Big time. Yeah. So let's get into the news you can use. Yeah, so speaking of grants, uh, at the top of the show, there's a $10,000 prize being awarded to one emerging Canadian LGBT filmmaker um, from an organization called the the Inside Out Short to Feature Award is is what it's called, uh, and it's for uh, projects about lesbian, gay, bisexual, transsexual, and transgender people and their communities. So, uh, again, just one filmmaker uh, will will be awarded the ten thousand dollars, and applications for that are now open. And uh, the link is in the show notes. That's right. So that's this is uh, supported by the Harold Greenberg Fund, which also does the Shorts to Features program. So this is kind of an LGBT specific oh, cool. version of that's it. That's great. And, and the deadline's coming right up, September 6th. September 6th, super short. Um, Tell a Story Hive, of course, has announced their digital shorts, female director edition. Uh, submit your pitch for a chance at one of 30 $10,000 production grants uh, and distribution on TELUS Optic TV On Demand. So uh, the deadline for that is coming up quick. Get your short film idea in before September 12th, uh, and then you will be asked to reach out to your friends and family uh, to vote for your project. Um, so yeah, I think uh, if you're a female director, this is a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about, apply for these grants, Absolutely. guys and gals. Yeah. So um, Yeah, let's let's hammer TELUS with, with applications. That's right. We really need a lot. Um, so what you need for this is your great idea for a short between three to 10 minutes, a female director, an eligible project lead who is a Canadian citizen and resident of British Columbia or Alberta multimedia submission, which is a 60 second pitch video and a budget breakdown. That's not a lot. No, it's not. not. No, it's actually a pretty fairly, fairly simple application for us to tell us. Uh, and if you're not a FABA member, why wouldn't you be? But if you are, uh, your membership is going to be expiring on September 30th. The way that it works at FABA. Uh, is you pay a prorated rate whenever you join up. So everyone's uh, memberships expire September 30th. So everyone needs to renew after September 30th. So check out fava.org, I believe, for more information on that. and uh, Or become a member if you're not. Now's a great time because your membership will be fresh. Hooray! Upcoming events, of course, the Calgary International Film Festival, if you're not mm-hmm. sick of hearing about that. <laughs> yes. um, it's also in our upcoming screenings uh, category yes, as well. Yes, a few screenings. Yeah, so the Calgary International Film Festival, of course, runs from September 21st to August, or sorry, October 2nd. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're listening to this and you're a filmmaker, apply for industry accreditation. Uh, there's no reason not to. But also coming up in screenings is up in Edmonton, the Edmonton's Got a Minute Film Festival. Uh, and I think we chatted about this back when um, the applications to submit we're open. Right, yes. Um, but the right. festival is happening September 26th oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. to October 2nd. So it's kind of running at the same time. Um, you can watch one minute silent short films from around the world on an LRT platform screen near you. You'll also find uh, the Got a Minute Film Festival on big screens at Edmonton Public Libraries, at Ziedler Hall in the Citadel. Mm-hmm. Uh, did I say that right? Yeah. Nice. You did, yeah. yeah. And on the Got a Minute website, um, which is gotaminutefilmfestival.com. So check out uh, some cool one-minute silent shorts there. That sounds cool. Uh, Intro to Adobe Premiere in the workshops category of the podcast here uh, is coming up on Saturday, September 10th, 2016, uh, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., and it's going to be 85 bucks plus GST, uh, instructed by Kyle Whitehead. And um, if you've been wondering how to edit your, your project, Adobe Premiere is a great way to do it. So uh, you can learn the basics of how that works. Uh, and you can check out more information in the show notes or mmedia.ca. Right. So that's at mmedia uh, in Calgary. Also, they are putting on a lighting fundamentals workshop Saturday, September 24th. It's only 85 bucks for a six-hour workshop. Um, 
kind of designed for beginners uh, and intermediate videographers and filmmakers who want to improve their knowledge of lighting. So you'll cover topics such as the different types of lights, what is three-point lighting, uh, how and when to use light modifiers, how to light on a budget, um, the basics of lighting a scene, and the importance of white balance, mm. which is a big one. So um, yeah, it's really good for um, corporate video, documentary, web videos, interviews, um, location lighting, and just kind of all, kind of an all hands-in basic introduction to it. So. Gross. Super. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the CSIF has just announced their fall lineup of workshops, so a ton of exciting workshops coming up, and you can see them all at csif.org slash workshops. But uh, the first one is the Screenwriting 101 workshop, which is starting on September 26th. It's going to run for 10 weeks every Monday, uh, ending December 12th, and uh, it's running from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. on Monday nights. And Jason Long, the one and only screenwriting instructor uh, running that workshop. So if Don't you're, miss that one. No, no. And if yeah. you are uh, riding a motorcycle, uh, I don't know if they can hear that. I, I don't, don't know, know if you can hear There's a motorcycle outside. <laughs> should close my window before we record. Uh, it's going to cost you $360 if you're a member or a student and 400 for non-members. So you can almost pay off your membership right there if you, uh, if you uh, just become yeah, a member just, just for a that member, workshop. Just, yeah. so. Check it out. Now, that's every Monday for 10 weeks. That's a pretty good price for... Uh, it is, yeah. Remember that. Much, it seems yeah. like a lot, but it's 10-week course. So. Yeah. Um, if you Did you know that if you wanted to become an IATSE member, which is the International Association of Theatrical and Stage yeah. Employees, uh, <laughs> yeah. or something like that, so it's um, the Craft and Technical Union, um, you need to have a first aid certificate. I did not know that. I actually. didn't know that either, huh. but you do. You need a, a first aid, CPR, and AED level, uh, quote, C certification. That makes sense. Um, but IATSE uh, throws uh, these workshops uh, up every once in a while. So there is a two-day course coming up on September 24th, um, led by Leanne Townsend. Uh, it's 45 bucks for members, 55 for permittees, um, and you can kind of get the certification that you need to become or stay a member of the union cool nice yeah learn how to save some lives that's right it's it, I, I love this idea it's, it's a good idea that, yeah. uh, that that's a requirement uh what's shooting right now with lots of iatsi members uh heartland and tin star um obviously the big big heavy hitter shows that's but right we know that fargo's coming up as well yes fargo's indeed. coming back yeah. that's exciting and mm -hmm. uh, winona earp could be coming at any point as well we know that's coming back as well so that's exciting but in the indie world yeah, Stillborn is going. Stillborn, yeah, they yeah. have gone to camera. So this is um, Chris Ball and Kurt Harder, uh, their micro-budget horror uh, feature film. Mm -hmm. It just started uh, yesterday. Yeah. So they've got a little baby. Uh, they've got an actual yeah, yeah, newborn, yeah. and they've got a... a yeah, anyway, it's a, it's a super creepy premise uh, and a cool little script. So. Yeah, check out their social media accounts, Kurt Harder and Chris Ball and Stillborn and Umbrella Collective Films is their Facebook page for their company. Um and if you're looking for some work, uh, there is a job available at the CSIF, a temporary one, uh, as the program coordinator. Um, and it's all about the uh, $100 Film Festival's 25th anniversary. And that's coming up next year. And uh, th so they're hiring a part-time program coordinator for a, a retrospective. So it's going to look at all the past 25 years, 24 years, I guess, of, of films at the $100. And uh, you're going to be curating and, and helping put together that side of the program, um, as well as some other uh, you know, pieces of, of the festival, I think. Um, you can find all the details on uh, csf.org, uh, and the link is in the show notes. Um, but they are looking for people with uh, some experience in writing, research, 
editing, cataloging, you know, archival, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so make sure you apply uh, by September 1 at 5 p.m. to programming at csif.org. Dope. Check it out. Okay, so let's get into recommendations. Um, are you a composer? Am I? Yeah, music composer. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> no. I also am not at all uh, a composer. That would be a, a cool skill to have. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Uh, we can't all be Alec Harrison. <laughs> um, but there is a place to go to yes. get music for your film. Um, or for your corporate video yeah. or for your fake trailer mm-hmm. um, that you can buy a license to a song and use it. So there are a ton of these things. Some of them, uh, there's one called Beat Suite, S-U-I-T-E. They're mm-hmm. great. Uh, there's a place called Audio Jungle, which is also excellent. Uh, but I'm going to recommend premiumbeat.com. Ah. Yeah, and I sound like the audio watermark yeah, over yeah, all their yeah. preview tracks. <laughs> premiumbeat.com but what they have uh, which is cool it's about 50 bucks to, to license a song but you get a bunch of different loops um, thrown in with it so from Audio Jungle or Beat Suite you might just get one track mm. like the, the master track right. but with premiumbeat.com you can actually kind of craft your own song out of these loops I was pretty impressed with yeah. that on a corporate video you 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 made like a, a custom song that worked with the video and, and, yeah. and you know ebbed and flowed with the video it was very impressive using those loops yeah and you can search by mood you can search by genre mm-hmm. um, and it's really not that expensive and you can get some pretty kick-ass music in your piece of course YouTube also has a free library of songs that you can go to if you don't have any money um, right? Yeah, they sure do. Um, but of course, if you, uh, the less money you spend on it, the more likely that song is to be uh, used in other videos. So check it out, premiumbeat.com. I'm going to recommend uh, the Calgary Film, Calgary International Film Festival's uh, mail out, uh, which you can find by going to calgaryfilm.com and signing up. I've been on that mailing list for a long time. And it's not just the film festival, it's also. Uh, year-round events. Um, they do their Oscar party event. Yeah, yeah there's a ton They've of stuff. They've got uh, the Doc Soup series, which is usually really, really good documentaries. Um, so I highly recommend jumping on that and uh, staying informed about the uh, exhibition side of the film community here in Alberta and, and Calgary. Right on. Well, that's it. That's all. All right. Thanks, as always, to Briar for putting the news together for us. Um, without her, we probably just would have stopped doing that. Program. <laughs> it's um, true. She is a good motivator. Yeah, that's right. It's like, hey, I, I found the news. Yeah. You're going to record? Yeah, okay, <laughs> sure. Um, so if you're an Alberta filmmaker and this podcast is uh, this podcast is for you and it's about you, so please don't hesitate to reach out to us if you've got anything you want to share with the community or just with us. Uh, happy to, to share it. Mm-hmm. And um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, we're on there. It's AB Filmcast. I, I listened to the last episode. I heard I got a little bit of flack about Instagram. Oh, yeah. I don't know what's going on. I still haven't looked into it. <laughs> I should be posting there. Um, but uh, you can, all, of course, always find us on iTunes if you search the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast. And you should rate us five stars there if you can. Yeah, quit those sweet, sweet five-star reviews coming. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, that's it. That's all. So thanks for listening. In the meantime, and go, go make, make something. something.